Welcome to PDPW's podcast. Here's Bill Baker. Fresh off the annual PDPW Business Conference, Servant Leadership Trainer Tom Thibodeau was there and shares his thoughts on attending his 10th straight meeting. As usual, it is wonderful to be in conversation with you. I'm having an opportunity to talk to our friends who are working in the barns and in their fields and across the landscape of this country, making sure that we have enough to eat each and every day. As I told the people at PDPW this week, 700 people gathered that the real heroes of the pandemic were farmers. Two years ago at this time, it was our farmers who went out to their barns and out to their fields, not complaining, but at the same time not knowing what the prices were going to be for their crops or their animals, and they produced the food that fed the nation and fed the world. We saw people lined up in cars for miles waiting for a box of food. None of that's possible without our farmers. People have sometimes complained about the shelves being a little bit sparse. Well, it was because the farmers were producing the food, and we had a difficult time getting into the stores, but it was there. And we are so very fortunate and blessed by the people of the land who make sure that we all eat each and every day. Abraham Heschel, a Jewish rabbi, writes this. People of our time are losing the power of celebration. Instead of celebrating, we seek to be amused or entertained. Celebration is an active state, an act of expressing reverence or appreciation. To be entertained is a passive state, is to receive pleasure afforded by an amusing act or spectacle. Celebration is a confrontation, giving attention to the transcendent meaning of one's actions. Celebration is giving attention to the transcendent meaning of one's actions. This last week, we gathered over 700 people gathered in the Kalahari and the Dells, a resort that's open to people from across the country, and people came out with their families and with their friends. But the people that came from the professional dairy producers of Wisconsin came to celebrate farming and the farming life. The professional dairy producer of Wisconsin invited 700 people from across the world to come to the Kalahari Resort. People of the land, caretakers of the soil, stewards of our natural resources and natural heritage. It was a time to think, thank, and remember, as the philosopher Soren Kierkegaard would say. This is my 10th year of working with PDPW, and it is an honor to serve with people of integrity and vision, community and conviction, and a commitment to a good greater than themselves. You'll never attend a better conference than PDPW. Hospitality is friendly and warm. Attention to detail is superb. Each leader and volunteer has creases in their faces from smiling and eyes which are communicating constantly concern and care for everyone who attends. When you go to PDPW, even if you come by yourself, you are never alone. Very quickly, you go from being in the company of strangers to being in the company of friends. The exhibits and exhibitors fill the great hall with the latest and best of what agriculture has to offer the small family farms and growing dairies. Who would have known that cows now have the opportunity to lie at night on waterbeds? Holy smokes. Who would have known that you'd be able to take care of and plant an acre of corn guided by GPS? It is extraordinary as people take innovation and ideas, put them together for a greater good. 
Where else can you go to a conference that has a grilled cheese bar and unlimited ice cream treats? Who else offers ice cream treats at 8 o'clock in the morning with your coffee? It is a 50-year-old child's best memory. Where else can you go where the meals are plentiful and inclusive? There's no reserved seating, and you're always welcome at any table. The food is delicious. The company is superb. In that setting, they provide an opportunity for education, innovation, an opportunity for community camaraderie, and being able to renew your commitment to the good work that you do. I have an opportunity to participate in Cornerstone Academy, which is a three-year leadership development program for people in the industry, people who are new to farming, people who have never had the opportunity for leadership development previously, and people who are interested in maybe taking a leadership role in their local communities. It is an extraordinary blend of ideas and practical application. They bring in people from all over the country who are experts in their areas in order to help build up the knowledge base and the confidence of young people. It is extraordinary, the people who sit in that room, and I had people from small dairies and large farms. I had people there from Pennsylvania and rural Wisconsin, and they sat around tables and talked about their lives. They talked about the leaders that they admire. They talked about the dreams and hopes and aspirations that they all had in their own lives. They reflected upon the people who had made their lives possible. And oftentimes those people, parents and grandparents, were farmers who worked 16 hours a day, seven days a week, to make sure that the land produced enough bounty so that their family could live and also support their community. It is inspiring. You never hear a discouraging word. Oh, certainly people are exhausted. Certainly people are worried about the same political concerns that you and I have each and every day. But they put those aside, and like Heschel says, they focus on the transcendent realities, the work that they're doing for a greater good. The program is extraordinary in terms of its breadth and its depth. They bring people in who are giving you ideas as to how to best care for your animals. They talk about the mental health of farmers. They talk about how is it that you access resources. They talk about recent government policy and things that may be coming onto the books. They talk about what's gonna, what the future of agriculture may look like. They address the challenges that all of us face across this country when we talk about land and water use, about stewardship and sustainability. But it's all done with a spirit of community, a commitment to a good greater than ourselves. In the morning, we were, we were brought together uh, in a marvelous presentation uh, by, by Mark Marshall, who brought us together and had people talking with each other, a whole group of 700 people on their feet, introducing themselves to strangers, somehow knowing that we're really not strangers. And as one speaker said, let's face it, folks, we all know we are all joined at the hip. What one of us does in northern Montana affects also the crops that are taking taking care of and being planted in Texas. We know that all of nature is connected. We know that the whole world is connected, not only through markets, but through our common humanity, 
our God-given dignity as human beings, and all human beings need fresh water and good food. All human beings need to have the support of other human beings. None of us does it alone. On the panel that I had the privilege of being a part of, there was a marvelous man who's been involved in the timber industry for the last 40 years. And he talked about how the importance it was in the timber industry to be able to manage forests. And he said in 2003, a prophetic statement, if we look back at it now, if we do not manage our forests, we'll watch them burn. We have to find ways in which we can be stewards together. And one of the things that he said that was so important, and I hope that people who are listening today really take this to heart, when we find ourselves in situations where there's division, we can be fighting or we can be leading. And too often, we find ourselves in adversarial situations, whether it be the use of land or resources, whether it be use in terms of, of, of solar um, organic or traditional methods of farming, we can be so consumed by fighting and conflict that we forget about leading, about humanizing the, the context of our work, of providing levels of empathy for another person's point of view, and ultimately remembering that we need to work together for our good greater than ourselves. And we cannot do that if we are constantly being in conflict, no matter how right we think we are. How is it that we provide the leadership that our communities need? A second presenter from the University of California, Davis, talked about methane that's produced in farming and agriculture, and now the science shows us that we have a way in which to control the methane to turn it into a natural gas that has a zero-carbon footprint. But it'll take work. It will take innovation. It will take the opportunity for all of us to sit down and think about how do we talk about environmental issues without demonizing each other. Let's pay attention to the science. Let's pay attention to the innovation. Let's pay attention to the ways in which we can gather everybody together for a greater good. My own colleague, uh, Dr. Rick Kite, who right now, Bill, is out there in Bend, Oregon, um, skiing with his son. And he took time. He's the head of our Ethics Institute. And he talked about how the world is getting better. In the last hundred years, wars have declined. What we see happening right now is the first war in Europe in 80 years, and it's terrible and it's tragic, but it's not the norm. We have found how we have been able to reduce poverty. 125 years ago, 25% of the world's population lived in, in poverty, uh, dire poverty, dying of starvation, and now that number is down to less than 5%. The, the condition of our water and our land is better than it ever has been. We have more trees in North America now than we've ever had before. We have the possibility of extending life because of the of medical science. But oftentimes, the condition of our lives have been lengthened and contributed by agriculture. We are able to reduce poverty because people are able to find new ways through genetics and nutrition to produce more food for the world on less soil. We have longer lives now because we have better nutrition for our bodies, our health, and our welfare. We are taking care of the soil better because we recognize that sustainability is not a fad, but a necessity. We understand through the power of the people who live on the land, 
the power of stewardship that I hand on the land, I hand on a farm, I hand on a way of life in better condition than what it was given to me. That ethic has sustained and nourished the American spirit all these years and will continue to do so. I tell you, Bill, looking out over the audience, the beautiful young people that were gathered, young men and young women, kids coming from high schools, FFA, a young woman stood up and sang the national anthem. I've never heard it sung more beautifully and more reverently. And within that group of 700 farmers, everybody had their hand on their heart and their eyes closed and they listened because this is a group of people who love our country, respect our democracy and our flag. Think about the effect the Ukrainians have had on us, helping us to understand what we've been given as gift. And this young woman sang and helped us remember it was a heartfelt commitment. But above all this, in terms of the, the experts and the exhibits, the hospitality in the community, what's most important at PDPW, every time people gather together, it's a reunion with friends. You and I both know that oftentimes hardworking farmers have a very, very seldom are able to get off the farm. A couple of years ago when I was doing a presentation, a guy came up afterward and said, you know, Tom, I'm a, I'm a veterinarian. He said, in this conference, I look forward to it every year to get a chance to see and talk with people. He said, a couple of months ago, I got called by a farmer and I came out to his farm and he asked me to check out his cow. And I looked at the cow and within five minutes, I could see the cow was fine. And I said to the gentleman, I said, hey, your cow's fine. Your cow will be okay. And the farmer sheepishly looked at him and said, I know. He said, but my wife left me. And I had nobody else to call. And you begin to recognize that these conferences are calling together of people for the very act of our understanding we are not alone. And for the last 10 years, it has been a privilege and honor, dare I say a blessing, to meet the good people of PDPW, who I know now on a first-name basis. And every time I see them, I'm reminded of a story one of the gentlemen who has a, a larger dairy in the, in the northern part of the state of Wisconsin, when I first met him, it was at a school board uh, meeting. He serves as the chairperson of his local school board. And when we talked about recognition of teachers, he said, I, I learned this on my farm. He said, I buy a birthday cake for each and every one of my, my employees on their birthday. Well, many of his employees are people who have come from Mexico to, to work on his farm. And what he does is he remembers their birthdays. He has a birthday lunch, and he buys a birthday cake. Everybody gets a slice, and the person whose birthday it is gets a chance to take that birthday cake home. One of his neighbors said, well, isn't that expensive? He said, heck, it's only 15 birthday cakes a year. I can afford that. But what's most importantly... I want my employees to know that I care about them. I saw him again. I reminded him of the birthday cake story. Oh, yeah, we're still doing that, he said. And even though I'm here today, I've called back twice to the dairy to see how things are going. I want my people to know that I care about them even when I'm gone. 
I met another gentleman, and last year when I saw him, he was telling me about how he had had over a, a gentleman who helped him with some trees and had worked with this gentleman in terms of a portable sawmill and was able to cut down some trees and turn it into timber, which he was able then to sell. And then he began to talk about how his son wanted to move uh, in, into uh, timber management, land management in their area. And then within the last year that this, his son has become quite successful. He says he wakes up in the morning, he looks out into the yard, and oftentimes his two tractors and his trailer are gone. He says, where, says, where, where are they? And uh, his wife will just smile and say, well, it's our son. He's successful. He's working each and every day. He does good work with good people. He's training other young people in this art and skill of felling trees and taking care of them. And we caught up, and then he smiled and said, well, I think this is my last year. I, I probably won't see you next year. I'm going to retire. And then he said with a smile, but I was having breakfast last week, and somebody said, you know, you'd be a good town chairman. He said, but I want to retire. And the person said, we need you. He says, let me think about it. Extraordinary people who have been committed to their communities, committed to the land, been committed to all of us and our democracy because one never stops serving. I met another gentleman, a friend of mine for a long time, a veterinarian. You look into the man's eyes and they're filled with compassion and love. I noticed he was standing rather stiff and he said, well, he, he, he fell down a, a shoot in the, in the, in the, in the uh, haymow. He said, I was, off, I was talking to my grandson. I took a step backward and I didn't realize I was on a, on a piece of plywood and it fell through and I landed on some hay bales. And, well, I had to have my back fused uh, together. He says, it got kind of pain and kind of stiff, but he said, I'm, I'm getting around good. He said, uh, and then we made a, a promise to each other that this spring we'd get together and have a meal on this farm. And then he looked at me and he said, Tom, could you, could you pray for my daughter? Um, she's going in and uh, having some tests about cancer. And this man that I've known all these years, a good and kind and gentle man, also needs a friend. Isn't that why we gather not only in terms of what we're going to learn, not only in terms of how it's going to make us feel, don't we oftentimes show up because we have responsibility to the community, not knowing in which ways we will be called to serve. It is extraordinary, sitting back and reflecting back upon this week. Not only am I made to feel welcome, but they have welcomed my wife, and she looks forward to going to the conference each and every day. It's a treat for both of us to be welcomed into a community that has now welcomed us in and made us feel that we have something to contribute. Friendship, celebration, community, PDPW, nobody does it better. But in my last understanding of celebration, it has four main components. One, anticipation. And what's really amazing about this conference, everybody looks forward to getting together again next year. 
The two years of COVID were difficult. Meeting online did not meet those needs of friendship and community that we all had. Last week, people started to come out, but were hesitant. This year, we are back fully face-to-face, and now we anticipate what's going to happen in this next year. It doesn't say that things are not going to be difficult in terms of agricultural markets, but I think that's what we see happening in the world today. It's going to be the farmers of America who are going to provide hope to the world because they're going to have to help feed the world in ways that the Ukrainian farmers are not able to right now, anticipating getting together. Second, there has to be preparation. If you're going to have a good celebration, people have to prepare well. And I tell you what, there's nobody who prepares and anticipates better than the board of PDPW who has ideas, always paying attention to bold ideas and new ways of doing things, giving them then to their leadership extraordinary in terms of the preparation that they put together, the signage, the ideas, the innovation that is encouraged is admirable. And if you have appreciated and prepared well, then you celebrate well. And after two and a half days, people are just exhausted because of good friends and good ideas and the power that we are not alone. But finally, the last part of any celebration is appreciation the ability to sit back and understand it was good. And I hope that today the leaders of PDPW on all their team and volunteers are dead dog tired, but they're thinking back, look at what has just taken place. People from across the country, in particular Wisconsin, have come together to celebrate a way of life that is transcendent a way of life that is meaningful, ethical, and very much needed today. I am so grateful to know the PDPW, and I am humbly blessed to be able to participate in their community. Our thanks to Tom Thibodeau for today's message. Tom, a distinguished professor of servant leadership at Viterbo University. And for archived podcasts and more on-demand programs, and for more on the professional development for today's dairy producer, head to PDPW's free website at pdpw.org. Until next time, have a safe and productive week.